Shalom, and welcome to In the Beginning. My name is Shmuel Bowman, and I am a Torah scribe. This week's Torah wisdom is Kitavo. And in the book of Deuteronomy, Sefer Devarim, chapter 27, I'm looking at 27 verse 1. Moses and the elders of Israel right, obligated the nation of Israel, saying to them, observe all the instruction that I, that I command you this day. Now listen to this, verse 2, right? As soon as you have crossed the Jordan, the Jordan River, into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, that's the land of Israel, you shall set up large stones, coat them with plaster, and write upon them all the words of the Torah. Okay, so when you cross over the land that the Lord your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey, as the Lord, the God of your fathers promised you. Okay, upon it goes continues upon crossing the Jordan, and it repeats again. And we get it's you shall set up these stones, about which I charge you this day on on Mount Ebal, which in Hebrew is Har Ebal, and coat them with plaster. Now, think about this. What an incredible command the nation of Israel is being given to do. They're basically told that the first thing you're going to do. Okay, we've been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. And the first thing you're going to do when you cross that Jordan River, you're going to cross that border, okay, and finally enter the land of Israel, the land flowing with milk and honey, okay? No, there's not going to be a huge party. No, no, no. It's not going to be, you know, there's no, that's not the celebration that's happening, okay? No, people are not going on vacation. Okay, that's not what's going on. The first thing you're doing is you're going to Harival, Mount Ebal, which you got to see this place. I mean, you can go to the amazing, amazing community called Alon Moreh. It's in the uh, biblical land of the Shamron in Samaria. And it's absolutely amazing. It's uh, north of Jerusalem. Highly recommend checking it out. And when you go up to Alon Moreh, you can go up to this hill. And from this hill, you have a view. You are looking at Mount Eval. It's amazing. And that's where God is saying, that's where you're going to go. And you are going to set up large stones. doesn't say how many. It means you're going to say, you know, we're going to talk about what that means. How many large stones? How large are they? How many are they? And you're going to coat them with plaster. And then you're going, it specifically says, the katafta alehem, the katafta. Now, the English, if you check in your English Bibles, it may say inscribe upon them. And inscribe in English could mean all sorts of things. You know, when you think about writing on stone, so I, I mean, I immediately start thinking about the Ten Commandments, which were engraved. Okay, it specifically talks about being engraved, but that's not what's being said here. The word is the katafta. And according to Halacha, Jewish law, that goes all the way back to Moshe, to Moses. The katafta means to write, okay? And writing is not carving. It is not, it is not um, anything except taking out a pen with ink and writing, okay? Now, you don't have to be writing on parchment and you don't have to be writing on paper, okay, or papyrus. You can be writing on stone. Now, 
we don't have a lot of information here in the Torah, and when I even look at rabbinical sources, there's not there's not much going on there in terms of that can illuminate uh, the the uh, the information. One of the great rabbis, right, um, the Ibn Ezra, actually says, "Well, you know why you coat it with uh, plaster so that it will last a long, long time," and that's true. That really is true because if it's written on plaster, then it will delay the erosion, right, on the stone. Okay, it's that's definitely definitely a great answer. But I want to suggest something in addition. First of all, you know, you've crossed into the land of Israel. You've got to set up these stones. Well, I've written on stone. Okay, I've actually written on stone, and I can tell you the first thing you need to do is make sure you got a flat surface. Mm. Any uh, ridges or bumps or you know dips and holes and cracks, it's going to make your writing really, really bad. So first thing you want to do is you want to make sure that your stones are pretty flat. you got a flat surface. And if they don't, I'm going to want to do something to, to uh, make those stones a little flatter. Okay. The next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to put plaster. And plaster, you don't just go to the hardware store and buy plaster 3,300 years ago. Okay, this is a material called seed. And seed requires knowing a little bit about plants and knowing a little bit about rocks because you're going to have to literally burn um, stone in order to get it into a powdery material and then add water so that it will become plaster. There's a lot, there's a, a, there's a long process going on here. And so you've got to go through this process in order to put that plaster on. So now you've carved the stone uh, into a flat writing surface. You've now made the plaster so that you can coat it. Well, now you gotta, you've got to have ink. And again, it's not like you just walk into an ink store or order it on Amazon or something like that. To make ink is a rather, um, you know, it's not complicated, but there's a number of steps involved in making ink. Um, and again, it involves taking carbon and then taking, taking gum Arabic and Arabic, excuse me. And it takes, it, it requires uh, a couple of other um, uh, materials in order to make ink. You've got to wait a little bit until the black of the ink really comes through. Um, there's some ways of making ink, such as the way we make ink today, where you actually use what's called gall nuts. That's the, um, the cocoons of certain insects that are on trees and you burn that up. You can also use carp. There's a, there's, there's, there's a number of steps. So now we've got an, another thing that we need to do and that's make the ink. What are you going to write with? Well, in those days, they were probably writing with reeds. They're writing with suf reeds. Um, and that means you've got to take a reed okay, like, and it's 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 a it's a it's a stiff material, and you've got to carve it into a into a writing instrument. So the point is, there's a number of steps involved before you can even write the very first letter of the uh, of the Torah on these stones. Now let's take a look at how many stones we're going to probably need. Well, if we were to take any guidance from writing a Torah scroll. Right, a Torah scroll is comprised of somewhere between 62 and 84 sheets of parchment. 
okay? The number of letters that's written on these sheets that make up the entire Torah scroll, that is the five books of Moses, is 304,805 letters. So that's a lot of ink. That's a lot of pages. That's a lot of ink. And now we're being asked to write that on stones. Okay. So we don't know how big the letters were. For all we know, they could have been written really, really tiny. Or they could have been really written really, really big so that people could see them from far away. We don't know. But we do know that they have to be written and not carved. So that's a big job. So what's going on here? Well, it seems to me an amazing testimony that the first thing the nation of Israel is doing upon arriving is writing our story. We're writing our story so that everybody can see it, but perhaps even more importantly, so we can see it. And I often think about the power of sending messages, the power of writing to another person. You know, uh, these days I worry a little bit with email and WhatsApp and, you know, all that kind of stuff that's all electronic because ultimately we're writing using light. I mean, that's it. And I can click backspace or delete or copy and cut. And within a nanosecond, I can move words around. I can erase. I can change. I can copy and forward. Uh, truthfully, the amount of effort in writing these days is not very much. And therefore, how much care do I put into writing those email messages? Because after all, I can just erase the whole thing. And in some cases, you can actually write everything, send it, and there's even like a little window of time where you can actually erase it before it gets sent out. I mean, there's really not much effort involved, as opposed to taking pen and paper and really making the investment and saying, okay, I'm going to take some time now and literally write out something on paper, put it in an envelope, get a stamp and put it in the mailbox. Does anybody besides me still do that anymore? Um, I, you know, I have to tell you that, that one of the many talents uh, that my mother, Penny Bowman, um, has is the, um, the talent of the art of calligraphy. And I, I have always so much appreciated that, that uh, talent of hers. And um, I remember as a, as, a, as a kid going with her to a stationery store. Does anyone remember what a stationery store is? I mean, they still actually exist. And we would go there to buy paper stationery. And what was my mom doing? She was in her mind thinking, I need to write, I want to write a letter to a specific person, and I want to have, I want to choose the paper that's going to best match the words that I'm going to write and the person who's going to receive it. Powerful idea. And you'd go to these stationery stores, and they have a, different qualities and different textures and different sizes, and you would choose the paper, the parchment that you would be writing on because that was part of the investment, as part of the energy and the effort that went in to sending somebody uh, a message. It's very interesting that uh, my wife Leah and I were talking last night, actually, about um, about WhatsApp messages. And I had mentioned to her that I, I had sent a WhatsApp message to somebody, and 
sent it and then saw read it okay and realized oh that's not <laughs> that's not what i wanted to say and you can do this thing right kind of delete right delete for everyone and bam it's gone and of course the other person gets this thing that says that something was deleted so you better get the next message <laughs> out there before they start wondering what did you delete so Leah said something so interesting she said well what happened was is you wrote the letter and read it because you're reading it while you're writing it from the perspective of the sender and then once it was sent you read it from the perspective of the receiver and those are two different things going on the way you write something when you send it and the way that it's read when it's received can be two different ideas can be two different feelings and so therefore a lot of care has to happen to make sure that writing is actually a relationship it's a relationship because i'm not just writing for the sake of i need to just write this out and then send it to somebody it's about saying is this going to connect am i going to is this going to be a bridge a vehicle between me and this other person and i think that that's something that i know that um i would like to personally work on a little bit more i like to spend this these weeks before Rosh Hashanah, before the Jewish New Year, you know, and really see about, can I take my words more seriously? Can I invest more in my messages? It's something that I, I really feel strongly about. Anyways, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the subject and um, how you feel about this. And please send me an email at shmuel at sacredscrolls.net. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. Just kind of write down your ideas. And perhaps even better, why don't you write me a letter? Please join me every week for new ideas. And uh, let's share these secrets together. Shalom. I'm Shmuel Bowman. Looking for a special gift for a wedding, birthday, bar, or bat mitzvah, anniversary, corporate, wellness, or condolence? Shmuel will create a Hebrew name on parchment in the traditional Torah scribal form. The parchment is framed by an original design paper cut depicting the unforgettable Jerusalem skyline. The paper cut is available in three beautiful colors, midnight blue, burgundy wine, and desert beige. Please visit our website www.sacredscrolls.net